Hello, listeners, and once again, welcome to Faith's Rest. I again am your DM Tex, and today we are here with the final episode 11, one-on-one. Today we are with our best boy, Zug. I didn't realize I was a dog. <laughs> well, I mean, he's orc. So. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yes. Uh, best boy Zug, I guess. I mean, when you're the only... Never mind, I'm not going to make that joke. Because <laughs> with that joke, I'm the best and the worst. I don't like that. I mean, you can only be the best if there is a worst. That's true. And if you're both the best and the worst, you're the best of both worlds. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Alright. So let's go ahead and do a small recap, catch y'all up. So last time we did the uh, solo adventures of our two beautiful girls. Their their beans did some things, had some fun. We discovered some things. Maybe uh, claimed some things. But it all started when our adventures followed Zug down into the cellar of this abandoned farmhouse. And that is where we're going to start today. As Zug takes the last step off of the stairs into the cellar. Before, as you were stepping down in the cellar, you could smell you could smell fresh baked bread. And it just smelled heavenly as you walked down there. But as you get there, and you look up to your surroundings, and everything is different than what you would suspect. And out before you is a field. Now, for some reason, this field looks familiar. It's got rows and rows of crops. And around you looks like some fresh tilled soil. When you look up at the sky, the, the sons of Terra are up in the sky, and it seems to be about midday. And you feel tired. You feel exhausted. Like you've been working since dawn. Looking around, I'm really confused at this stage, as I would be, because he just walked into a basement, and now he's outside. To... To the... And you look to your distance, to the distance, you see mountains and a large wall from the distant city. And for some reason, though this place seems unfamiliar, it feels like home. Down a trail or road, uh, not far from where you're at, the edge of your field, a, uh, a couple of people are walking up it. Now, for some reason, no matter how hard you look at them, none of their features or anything become distinct. They're almost as if they're black silhouettes. I think we've all had this nightmare. They walk up and enter through the gate. Someone, one of the, one of the others, hold the gate for another. And they walk in and come up to you. And a female voice says, 
It's a very familiar female voice, though. You still can't quite pinpoint where you, f- where you feel like this is from. This is. The magistrate comes calling. It's time. They call you into battle. Come, magician. We must go. Can I at least wash up before we go? Yes, yes. Do what you need to. We'll be out here. So he's going to uh, head to uh, kind of look around, see a shed off to the side by the house in the middle of the little area there, and I guess head into there to put his tools away. And he's not, he's still kind of like, it's kind of like that, almost like that panic where you're not quite sure what's going on, but you're doing what you're doing, whatever you can. As you walk through the doors of this shed, the sheen, the, the scene shifts, and around you are countless other people. Again, no matter how hard and how tr- how much you try, none of their faces seems to come to your to your mind. They all just seem like black silhouettes, and they seem to be encircled around a large war table and discussing strategies and uh, tactics for an upcoming battle. Um, Again, that same familiar voice turns to you and says, Magician, what do you make of all this? What is... What are the... What are our commanders trying to... uh, Trying to achieve here? So he's going to look and kind of study the map as he's thinking about this. I guess, what am I... What what is uh, seen on this map? Alright, so as you look at this map... There's this large, vague outline of this just dark, almost cloud-like thing, and it covers. You're looking down at a uh, at an aerial map of the uh, the the northern section of the continent, and of I guess for those of you listening at home, the continent would be Lacorum, and it's the main continent of what's going on, and you see, and it's just this large dark shadow cloud-like thing that's covered a majority of the southern section and it's encroaching in this northern province and then in little encampments little groups you see groups of little pegs that would represent where the soldiers are along little uh, bulge points along this cloud of darkness so the the so we're looking at the i guess the pegs are like our people correct yes I would hazard a guess that they're setting up at natural choke points to funnel the enemies in. Looks like we're probably Uh, not doing so great if that's the strategy we're running with. It doesn't seem right, though. I've I've heard that we've outnumbered their forces 20 to 1. Why? What's going on? Why are we losing? Do we know who's on... Do we know who's on the front? As far as far as I can remember, it's it's those damn those, those winged little people, those damn fairies. That's I mean, we may outnumber them, but they have a lot of magic on their side. And as as y'all are discussing and talking tactics, 
I don't know, for for some reason, this whole this the, what what's happening, it, it doesn't seem as familiar as the scene before, but for some reason you feel that there's something amiss, there's something wrong, and this doesn't seem like what happened. As as the discussion goes on and different different people are sent off to do different tasks, uh, you and this familiar female voice are sent off to find the the headmaster of the uh i say headmaster it's more of a uh, i guess guild master technically so they, they send you off to find them and uh request uh magical aid at the front okay so so does someone still feel off with this or is it like back to yes it still feels off that there's something wrong so i mean i guess i'm gonna look around to see if like what do we get any details of what's going on? So, normally when you look around, you would roll a perception. But this time, I want you to roll an intelligence check. I say that, but that's a 14. It's a 14? No, as you look around, it, it's it's like there's a, a tinge in the back of your head. Like you have a... Like there's another voice there trying to tell you like something's wrong. Like you can, you can almost hear it, but it's just, it's it's like this, it's like this uneasy feeling. Like there's just this doesn't feel right. There's something wrong here. And, but you, as you look around, you can't see anything wrong. Like there's there's nothing that would that because you don't remember this place. So there's nothing. It's like I've, I've never been here. What is this place? And you, as you look around, you don't you wouldn't know what would be out of place. You wouldn't know. What's different? What's wrong? And uh, as you and this person head off to look for this uh, guildmaster, the the scene shifts, and it's it's still not long after what happened, but it's like you've fast forwarded a little bit and are moving through uh, this city streets, tall buildings all around, and there's some steeples with uh, a couple unfamiliar gods and then a couple of familiar gods depicted on stained glass, I couldn't remember the word there stained glass windows and there's, uh, again, as you move around this city there's just, uh, every, every person looks just like a faceless shadow faceless silhouette and you move forward and forward and still have this tinge of unease of something's not right in the back of your head as you move towards this and the woman turns to you and says what why do we need magical aid what about your order these these magicians these wizards they're supposed to be the best of the best why do we need magical aid? As she says this, it's like it's almost as if you would you 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 think you have the answer, but you can't get it to come forward. And I'm gonna need you to roll a history check. History checks. I'm gonna roll with the uh, mid teens. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen again. Yeah. Alright, it's a little bit better this time because this one's a little bit easier. So, as you've been walking through these streets and discussing and over the time of this, what's happening, 
it's like it's like there's something there it's like and then you're thinking about what you know about the things that you've learned in your travels and you're like is so what you would know is why even though the best wizards can do all these amazing things that they would still need help is that they would possibly need something to amplify their power so we're trying to get a focus to make the magic more powerful that may make up for the ground we've lost but it I don't know it's this is all all very concerning Or another option could be to use help to neutralize other magic coming towards us. Hmm. That's, that would be even more helpful. You see this woman grip a sword hilt at her side. She says, I just... I get anxious before battle. You know this. Again, this fate, this 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 voice sounds extremely familiar, and but you just can't quite place it for some reason. You make your way through these town, this town, in relative silence, unless you personally have something to say. She seems remains quiet for the most part, and you make your way through this town, passing people who are hurriedly rushing inside and. Uh, locking up doors and shops and uh, preparing for what's to come. And you come across this. It almost looks like a wizard's hat in, in the town center. And it's, it's smaller, a lot smaller than all the rest of the buildings. But it seems, with, with what it's made of, it seems to fit perfectly in the dead center of this, of this town. And it's small. Not much bigger than a two-bedroom house. It's small. It's circular. And it sits right in the middle of town. He better be here. The, the woman states as y'all move towards this building. Well, if he's not, there's... I don't know how many other places he would be. Wouldn't we want to be close to what's going on, I would think. As... You step into the building, the scene begins to fade, and everything around you turns black. And in the center of this black space is a pedestal with an unbloomed flower in the center of it. And then from the shadows up into the center area, which seems now now uh, seems a little bit more lit up than the rest of the area walks a very familiar figure and I'm and when I say familiar as in this person you've definitely seen them recently they are a hooded figure they have bronze colored skin and copper colored eyes and they begin to uh, laugh <laughs> so I see you found the first one. Well done. His voice seems like he's trying to charm you out of something. It's, but it's joyful. It's it's genuinely happy sounding, his voice. The first of what? 
Well, the first of these, and he points to the flower on the pedestal. It doesn't exactly answer the question. I'm not sure what the what this is supposed to be. Well, I remember my colleagues. Oh, well, I think we've become more of a family at this point. My family, we've been watching you and your companions. That one trial girl is quite the character, isn't she? She's definitely interesting, to say the least. Not what, not what you'd expect. And uh, he pulls pulls back his hood as he's speaking, revealing this uh, extremely uh, what I guess think of Prince Charming, but like uh, with twice as much mojo. Pulls it back, and he's probably even for Zug, the most best the best looking guy he's ever seen. He's got salt and pepper hair, and again his skin is this dark uh, bronzeish color, and. He looks over over Zug and he says, But you, you're different. You're missing something. And I think these, he points to the flower again, these are going to help. I don't. I guess there's no way for you to tell me what exactly I'm missing. Because I don't know if I'd even know what I'm missing. Well, this is a journey you're supposed to make on your own, and I'm technically not allowed to give out hints. But, he looks around. I don't think the others are going to notice. He says, he says, the one thing that you're missing... And I don't even know if you realize you're missing it. But there are pieces of you missing. And it's things that you need to know. Mysterious man in a cellar is telling me I'm missing pieces of myself. Oh, oh. you We're not currently in a cellar. We're in... I guess this would be my domain. Mm. Even more reassuring. And as as he's speaking, the uh, this flower has been slowly starting to open, and the more open it gets, the more this this orange golden light begins to pour out of it a little bit. And it says, "Look, it seems that you're." Uh, your present from us and he says this with like the most arrogance the most arrogance you've ever seen government version us is almost ready I do have one thing now your friends today they were tested and I think it's only fair that I test you too. But my tests are a little bit different. And he pulls out a gold coin 
and shows it to, to Zug. To pass this test, all you gotta do is tell me heads or tails. Now, you're not gonna swap it out for a coin with two sides, whatever I say, it's not gonna be, right? No, no, no. I am, I am not a trickster, that's my brother. That's exactly what a trickster would probably say. He actually gets mad if we try playing tricks on people very often. He doesn't, he doesn't like that. That's his thing. And he's kind of laughing and he's uh, absentmindedly uh, rolling this coin across his knuckles as he waits for your, for you to make a decision. Fine, we'll go with heads. Ooh, that's a very good choice. And he flips the coin into the air. And then, uh, I would assume Zug watches the coin go into the air. As this coin comes back down, the person is gone. The coin lands. It lands on its side, standing up. And he says he's not a trickster. And then, in the darkness, you'll hear you'll hear his voice again, and he'll say, "Remember." There is never only two options in any choice. You will need to know that and what's to come. After he says this, this flower is opens completely and it's what looks to be a tulip in front of you, but it opens up and it reveals in the center of it this, uh, this gemstone that looks almost identical to the one hanging around your neck. So I had maybe a approach and kind of, I guess, inspect this stone. Not really sure what's, I'm just kind of looking at it, not really sure what's going on, because matching that stone is kind of suspicious, I would, I would hazard a guess. You're just inspecting it? Mm -hmm. For the moment in time, yeah. Go ahead and give me an Arcana check. An Arcana check! Oh, yes. Well, I didn't get a mid-teen. <laughs> oh, no. I know that laugh. How bad was uh, it? <laughs> that was a, uh, that's a six, because it is a one. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, as you, as you investigate this thing and inspect it, the only thing you can get off of it is that it feels the same as the stone you wear around your neck. Well, it's not hurting me yet, so I'm just gonna, gonna pick it up. Reach down for it, I guess, is whatever is gonna go on there. Alright, as you reach to pick this up, the net, the stone around your neck begins to glow and heat up, and then the stone in your hand begins to heat up as well. And then, after a couple of seconds, and then a flash of light happens. And when you look down at your necklace, as it cools off, you'll see that uh, this stone now has uh, what looks like a, uh, a mithril helmet placed around it, and it's gotten slightly bigger. So, kind of look at the stone confused because stones don't get bigger. 
magic baby as you look at this this uh this setting this gym setting on your neck the room begins to light up and return to focus and, uh, around you you see the cellar and uh, as you look back you see Yulby and Callie following close behind you. And that is where we are going to stop for the day. Fun times in a cellar. <laughs> oh, yes. Now, for those of you listening at home, this concludes our uh, three episode series of episode 11, is what it will be. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. And uh, we will continue with the full group adventures next time. For now, you now know things about each of our characters that maybe even the other players didn't know until this point. Who knows? But for now, bye. In a dark room, a flower sits wilting on a pedestal. A figure, unknown to those around, comes walking into view. He is hooded with a black robe and glints of rainbow-colored scales shine in the light of this dying flower. So he has passed his first test. Very good. My plan is coming along perfectly. The man begins to walk down a long corridor off in the distance of this room. Uh, his footsteps echoing on the stone as he does. This corridor begins to open up into a large cathedral-like area. In the center of it are three large stone chairs. Two of the stairs are occupied by uh, stone statues. One of a man in plate armor. Depictions of bears and light all over his armor. The other petite young female uh, wearing light robes and what look like feathers all over the robes. The third chair is empty. Sitting between these three chairs lies a table and on this table is a stone map and in the center of the stone map is a large crystal gemstone. This gemstone takes the shape of a dodecahedron. Its brilliant color is uh, muddled at the center by a pulsating black blob. And ever so slightly as this man stares at this gemstone, this black blob slightly gross and he looks up at the two large statues and he says do not worry my friends what I have planned I think will be the final steps in freeing you from your slumber the room grows silent he stands there and looks at the two statues for a few moments he turns and leaves Alright, you have reached the end of the episode. Once again, and 
Matter of fact, this is the last one of the episode 11 one-offs, or one-shots. You have learned things, secret things, at the end of every episode, about different happenings going on in the foreground, in the background, of this wonderful story we are weaving. As always, any and all music, sound effects, what whatsoever, are credited in the description and don't forget to give us a review on whatever podcatcher you listen to Uh, go ahead and uh, drop on into our discord as well we're always there and we're always ready to talk topic of the week is curses what kind of strange and fantastical curses has your party run into as you play your games drop on in let us know As always, this is Tex, your DM, signing out.